0: Billy Napier has finally filled the vacancies on the Florida Gators coaching staff, and I love him. And I'm going to tell you why here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free reviews in the podcast. Happy Monday! I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at wns underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, and NFL 33. And I love what Billy Napier has done with this coaching staff. The three main vacancies, of course, were. Patrick Tony, the co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach going to the Arizona Cardinals as a safeties coach there. He brought with him tight ends coach William Piegler as a defensive line assistant. So he's flipping sides of the ball. And then, of course, uh, wide receivers coach Kerry Colbert went with Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos. And that one took a little while to announce the hire, but it has been made. And I love what Billy Napier did. I do have my concerns, like everybody should, but for the most part, like starting with Austin Armstrong, bringing Austin Armstrong here, like I think that's a home run hire. I just think that when you look at what Austin Armstrong has done in his career, how quickly he's kind of gone up the ranks, where he's worked is incredibly impressive. He's worked under some of the best football minds on the planet. Like, I don't care if you're an Auburn or a Baylor fan and you, for whatever reason, dislike Ron Roberts. Like, I know many, Baylor's fan, many, many Baylor fans do. Uh, spoiler alert, Baylor fans. Dave Aranda was the one that called your defense not Ron Roberts. So, whether you dislike Ron Roberts, he's a fantastic mind. He's changed the game of football in recent years. Whether you're talking about, again, whether or not you like them or not, Kirby Smart, great football mind. Dan Lanning, great football mind. (laughs) I mean, Nick Saban hired this freaking guy. So Austin Armstrong is a phenomenal football mind with a resume and a reputation in the coaching world where whether or not you or I know of him, that doesn't matter. What matters is that he's here. He's well-respected in the coaching community, and just what he does is modern football. He says it himself. He goes, this is modern football that we have to play. This is modern defense that we have to play. Where he said all those things, which on Friday show, I break down everything. You can go listen to that if you want to, and you can hear... What Austin Armstrong meant in that clip that started going around last week when he was describing the defense and saying, we don't have a toolbox, we have a tool shed, all that stuff, that's modern NFL and college defense. That's what that is. So when you see Austin Armstrong, that's what you're going to get. I think that Billy Napier, when he first came to Gainesville, he brought Patrick Tony, and he was like, hey, I know that you want to go to the NFL but it's probably going to be a couple years before you get there. And then of course, Jonathan Gannon with the Philadelphia Eagles got a head coaching job with the Arizona Cardinals and Jonathan like I've said Jonathan Gannon and Patrick Tony schematically very similar defenses. So it's not surprising at all that Jonathan Gannon brought Patrick Tony with him to help that defense get along, right? Okay then. But I think that everybody was like, "Hey, it's probably going to be a couple years." So come along. And then now Austin Armstrong, the expectation for him should be, hey, you're going to come here for a couple years, and then you're probably going to get a head coaching job if you do well. And if you don't get a head coaching job, you're probably going to get an NFL defensive coordinator job. You're probably going to move on in a few years, and that's fine. We're going to take what we can get. So that should be the expectation for Austin Armstrong. Long-term is that I don't think he has a long-term in Gainesville, not because of his failures, but because of his successes, because I think again, whether or not it works out like Patrick Tony defensively did not work out with the Florida Gators. But again, he's got a great reputation among, co- among coaches, both at the college and NFL levels and heck going back to high school levels. He's got a great reputation with them. He does what modern defenses want to do. Austin Armstrong does what modern defenses want to do, but he's a heck of a lot more aggressive with it, which is really cool. Like I, I love seeing that. So I'm fine with that. This here, because I know Florida Gators fans, the main question is, is Austin Armstrong ready? Two years of experience as a defensive coordinator, and they were with Southern Miss. No Power 5 uh, resume, no Power 5 defensive coordinator job. He got hired as the inside linebackers coach at Alabama. And yeah, a lot of people can speculate, well, he was going to be the future defensive coordinator of Alabama. Maybe, maybe not, but maybe. And so you've got Austin Armstrong there, but the question is, can you do what you did at Southern Miss on the SEC level? Which is probably if he was a shoe in to be the future DC at Alabama, Nick Saban was probably bringing him in to teach him how to be a DC in the SEC and roll with that. Whether or not Austin Armstrong will work, I don't know. I will tell you, this was a process hire. This was Billy Napier trying to see into the future and say, this guy's going to be good. I'm going to have him on my team before he's proven that he's good. And from here, the only place you really go is head coach or NFL. So you've got Austin Armstrong for a couple years. You're looking forward. This is a process hire. This is one of those hires where you say where. are Goal-driven, process-oriented. We're, we're trying to get to the goal, which is the goal is, of course, national championship. The process, we need to hire the right guys. We need to figure these things out. And Austin Armstrong is one of those guys where you think he's the right guy. So you go with that process. You you go with the process. And whether or not it works out, you know that your process was the right way to go about it. So Austin Armstrong, I'm a massive fan of this fire, of this hire. You know, I'm, I'm a scheme nerd. I said it. Many people have said it because it's true a scheme nerd. I love what Austin Armstrong brings to the table. Like I said, two weeks before Patrick Tony left for the NFL, I wish Patrick Tony would do Patrick Tony things, but be more aggressive. And then Austin Armstrong is the kind of defensive coordinator that does Patrick Tony things, but is more aggressive. So this is an absolute home run hire by Billy Napier for the defense. And I, I, again, whether or not it truly works out, is not really relevant to me because what's relevant to me, what matters to me is that this was, I believe the right hire for Billy Napier to make, to get to what he wants to get to, which is bringing the, which is bringing the Florida Gators back to national prominence. We're about to talk about the offensive hires that Billy Napier made. But first today's episode of lockdown Gators is brought to you by built bar. It is past mid March. Spring has sprung officially today So it's time to get summer body ready, like I am trying to do. And the best way to do that, one of the best ways to do that, built bar in your diet. Most bars are coated in 100% chocolate, so that's great for people like me who have a very bad sweet tooth. Most bars have just 130 calories. Most bars have just four net carbs and 17 grams of protein. And now, they are finally in store. So go to built or built or go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and get yourself a Built Bar. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And now we're going to talk about the offensive hires, but we're going to start with tight end because William Piegler was the second defensive or the second assistant coach to leave. He went with Patrick Tony to the Arizona Cardinals. And it it took a little while. But Billy Napier figured out who he who he's going to have as his tight end coach and it was Russ Calloway, which this is an interesting one for me because this is probably the one that I'm most skeptical of, or not even probably. Russ Calloway being the tight ends coach is the hire from this cycle that I am most skeptical of for the Florida Gators. It's maybe the biggest... Um, what does he bring to the table kind of higher? Because he's been a quarterback coach. He's been a wide receivers coach. He's been an offensive coordinator. He's been a man of many hats. He's never been a tight ends coach. And I think tight end is probably the main position where you bring someone in that hasn't had experience and you can kind of go, okay, like they'll figure it out because you get help. You get to dip into the offensive line pool. You get to dip into the wide receiver pool. You get to do these things. So you can get better help as a tight end coach, which is one of the reasons that I think a lot of people will hire someone who's not proven as a tight ends coach to be the tight ends coach. I think that by default, he's a better position coach than William Piegler. Um, William Peaker again, was, was a first year tight ends coach. He'd been a running backs coach before that he's, his main trait was recruiting. So I do think that as a pure position coach, and I mean, position coach, I don't mean the recruiting part of this. I mean, these are the guys we have at tight end. I'm going to make the most of them that I think that Russ Calloway will be better than William Peaker. He's got more experience as a coach. He's got more, uh, we'll say versatility as a coach. I will say, I do think it's going to be very hard to replace what William Piegler did on the recruiting trail because yeah, tight end for 2023, Florida didn't bring in a tight end for 2023, unless you count Tony Livingston, who is actually with the 2022 class, but basically he basically reclassified. I I believe he gray shirted is the actual term, but he basically reclassified backwards. Um, but William Piegler had his hand in a lot of recruiting, especially on the defensive side of the ball. He recruited a lot of guys. That's That's been William Piegler's big trait is his recruiting potential, which is also why I'm confused the NFL went for him. But William Piegler has been one heck of a recruiter the entire time, and he's going to be difficult to replace. But again, I think as a pure position coach standpoint, you're improving. And honestly... I think given what the tight end position brought to the table last season, I'm cool with that trait. Like if we take a, a bit of a worse recruiter, but a considerably better position coach, that's fine with me. Like I don't have an issue with that at all, but also Russ Calloway will probably have his hand in multiple position groups. As far as recruiting goes, like William Peaker did like other assistant coaches have done as well. One thing that, for Russ Calloway, that I am interested in seeing is really the benefit that he brings to these tight ends in the passing game. Uh, Like I mentioned, QB coach, wide receiver coach, OC, he's got to bring a lot to the table. So him being there with with this group of tight ends, I'm interested to see what happens. Like, Like having a former wide receivers coach as your tight ends coach, probably gives your tight ends the benefit to learning a, a little more of a nuanced way to run routes and operate there. And against, I mean, having a QB coach and an offensive coordinator, that means that your tight ends football IQ wise, are probably going to improve a bit. And when you see zone coverage, they're probably going to learn how to just cut off routes into the soft spot of the zone and try to take advantage that way. So they could find the the underneath area that's open and and sit there. I'm curious to see if that's something that they have the freedom to do. But with someone who's coached quarterbacks, coached receivers, coached as an offensive coordinator, I'm curious to see if he's going to help these tight ends become more involved in the passing game. I think they did a pretty good job as run blockers last year. And even when they ha- were asked to pass protection, were, when they were asked to operate in pass pro, I think they, could, they did a good job. But I'm curious to see as route runners how they evolve because they were not good last year. Dante Sanders could be a combination this year of working with Russ Calloway, could be a combination of losing another 21 pounds to find success. Who knows? Personally, I'm, I'm down to figure it out. Like, I'm, I'm fine finding out what happens. But Russ Calloway, I think, is the biggest what does he bring to the table higher because. He's been QB, wide receiver, OC, never tight end. How will all of his experience translate to coaching tight ends? So I, I think that's an interesting one. Losing William Peeler as a recruiter, like I said, does kind of suck. But it's also important to note that Florida in 2023 did not pursue tight ends frequently. They have offered, I believe it's they've offered two tight ends in the past week. So I'm curious... Okay, they're they're going after tight ends. What's that going to look like on the recruiting show? What will the twenty twenty four class look like? What kind of tight ends will they bring in? How will the younger guys develop? How will Arliss Boardingham, who by the way, Arliss Boardingham, wide receiver, tight end type hybrid, how will he operate under a wide receivers coach that's playing tight, that's working at the tight ends coach? Hayden Hansen, an in line tight end. How will he work? And I'm naming these guys because they're 2022 guys. They're young guys. So how will Hayden Hansen operate when he's a quarterback turned tight end? How will he operate with a tight end coach that has been a quarterback coach, that has been a wide receivers coach, been an OC, but not a tight ends coach. So I'm curious to see how that development works, especially for these younger guys, because this is a higher where Russ Callaway probably going to be here for a few years. So interested to see where he goes but also on the offensive side of the ball they also took a dip into the Florida Gators pool by bringing Billy Gonzalez which we will talk about in just one second but first today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel it's America's number one sportsbook and again March Madness is the best way to make money it is i i hate to tell you this i did bet on Miami versus Drake to cover the spread and it was awesome. Um, it, it's been it's been a great gambling weekend. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'm very happy with how things have gone. But there's also been some bad beats, like the Kentucky Kansas State game yesterday. I had under 142 and a half. They finished with 144 because of two free throws that happened with three seconds left. So my under was fine, and then the free throws hit, which really sucked. But hey. There's promos to help you get your money back during March Madness. So there's that up to 25 bucks per day. Don't miss your no chance. Don't miss your chance with your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. When you go to fanduelcom slash locked on, go to fanduelcom slash locked on to learn more. To wrap up today's show, we are talking about the most recent hire for this coaching staff that lost three on field assistants And it's Billy Gonzalez here, wide receivers coach to replace Kerry Colbert. This is Billy Gonzalez's third stint in Gainesville. Here under Urban Meyer. Here under Dan Mullen. A year off from Florida Gators. And then back under Billy Napier. I will say, I don't think you can replace Kerry Colbert who, of course, went to the Denver Broncos to be their wide receivers coach, I don't think you can replace him. Kerry Colbert is one of the best wide receiver coaches on the planet. Whether or not you appreciate that or not, it's a fact. Okay, so I don't think you can replace Kerry Colbert. I think Billy Gonzalez is a pretty good try at doing that. When Billy Napier came in from Louisiana and he was replacing Dan Mullen, he cleared house. With the assistant coaches, he didn't keep a single on-field assistant. However, there was a stretch where we weren't sure what would happen, and Billy Gonzalez was one of the coaches that I wanted Billy Napier to retain, just because they're both named Billy. No, <laughs> but I, I I think that Billy Gonzalez's resume is better than he gets credit for. I think that what he's done has been incredibly impressive. Where he's come in and he's consistently helped guys that come into the Florida Gators program as athletes and he's helped turn them into legitimate wide receivers, whether or not, you know, you want to credit him because they don't like each other with Percy Harvin. Um, Kadarius Tony has given public credit to Billy Gonzalez for helping him become a better route runner. Van Jefferson, who by the way, Van Jefferson came to Florida as a good wide receiver he left florida as a good wide receiver he's in the nfl as a good wide receiver but and he's improved i mean like he left he came to florida as a good college wide receiver he left florida as a good nfl prospect at wide receiver and now he's in the nfl as a straight up good receiver great route runner and even he who has a his dad is a wide receivers coach Even he has credited Billy Gonzalez for being an awesome wide receivers coach and a good developer of talent. So Billy Gonzalez coming in, it's awesome. I'm curious to see how he does on the recruiting trail or what the recruiting at wide receiver looks like for 2024. I understand that there are some Gators fans who are like, oh, you had a good 2023 receiver class. You don't really need to focus more on it. Hogwash. You need to focus on receiver every year because you're going to lose guys to the portal you're going to add guys in the portal so yeah you need to look at receiver every single year and constantly find trying and constantly try and find talent because also don't forget there's going to be receivers that you bring in that just never pan out it's incredibly rare to bring in a wide receiver class with even three guys like florida just did and have them all pan out so I'm curious to see how recruiting looks like in 2024, where he was just with the Florida Gator staff that recruited the absolute least. But earlier in his career, he's with the Florida Gator staff that was obsessed with recruiting with Urban Meyer. Here, he's with a wider, re- with a coaching staff that is obsessed with recruiting with Billy Napier and this whole staff. And that's another thing where people want to bring up the recruiting under Mullen. I don't think that's a fair point because. You all know, like like we know how Billy Napier feels about recruiting, right? He's not going to bring in somebody that's not going to recruit. He's not going to bring someone to the program that is a bad recruiter because he understands, like he said before, this is a talent acquisition business. You've heard it. I've heard it. This is a talent acquisition business. We need to acquire talent. Billy Napier is not going to say that and then go bring in someone who doesn't want to acquire talent. So there's that. I will also say that for 2023, the new guys that came in, you're Aiden Mizell, you're Eugene Wilson III, you're Andy Jean. That's going to be great to see them develop. Because like I've said, Billy Gonzalez is a great developer at wide receiver. So, so is Carrie Colbert, by the way. Like Kerry Colbert was probably a better developer and better recruiter because Kerry Colbert, like I said, one of the best wide receiver coaches on the planet. So, yeah, it would have been awesome to see Kerry Colbert get to work with Aiden Mizell, Eugene Wilson III, Andy Gene, but we're not going to. Instead, we're seeing someone that we also know is a proven developer of talent at wide receiver in Billy Gonzalez. So I can't wait to see how they work. And I'm especially interested in seeing Aiden Mizell's development because, you know, Eugene Wilson is already a slick route runner. He's already smooth with that. Andy Gene is making strides already. Aiden Mizell needs to add a little weight. He's incredibly fast. So I'm curious to see that elite speed working with a developer like Billy Gonzalez once again, because we've seen what Billy Gonzalez can do with elite speed and how he can help them become better route runners and become more proven and more fluid route runners. So I'm very curious to see how that one works out, but that's it for me. I'm a big fan of these hires. Thanks for making Locked Bank your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free wherever this listen the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. To talk more Florida Gators. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, and NFL 33. And I will see you all tomorrow.